This is the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Join the conversation and message Buck on Facebook, Instagram, or email teambuck at iheartmedia.com. He may read it on the show. Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hut. The CDC has declared an illegal eviction moratorium. They're extending the moratorium on evictions for 60 days because, you know, they're the CDC, so they just decide they can. Boston's mayor has compared the New York City passport uh, program for vaccines to Jim Crow, disgraced Governor Cuomo, especially after that press conference yesterday, is not going anywhere, folks. I'll explain why. Obama scales down his Martha's Vineyard birthday bash and libs want to put the unvaccinated on the no fly list. That was in the Atlantic. We'll get to that one if we have time. But it is remarkable how much. The libs are doing everything that those of us who were critics of them from the beginning said they would do when it comes to covid. All of the overreach that we expected, all of the free trial of communism, so to speak, that we knew would come as a result of the health emergency is actually happening. They're doing all the things that were predicted that I knew they would end up doing, which is just increase unaccountable government power after enlarging Uh, their own powers across the board and then saying that they're going to do everything they can to make sure the emergency is perpetuated well beyond what any reasonable person could ever think uh, was necessary based upon the actual covid numbers. We'll get into all of that. But Wall Street has been lying to you for years, saying a measly few percent is a good return on stocks, but it's really not. And that trading is so complicated. You need a financial advisor, but you don't. All you need is carnivore trading where you guys are crushing it, even when the market is tough. Carnivore trading is an anonymous team of elite strategists. They're legends among Wall Street heavy hitters, and they've gone a bit rogue. For the first time, they're inviting everyday folks like us to see and mirror their explosive trades. Sound too good to be true? Well, Carnivore will let you see the trades they're making right now for two weeks free. Go to GetOurTrades.com and use promo code BUCK for two free weeks. And if you join, you'll get Carnivore's industry-leading promise you'll generate three times your fees after your annual paid subscription, or you'll get a 100% refund. Go to GetOurTrades.com, promo code BUCK. That's GetOurTrades.com, promo code BUCK. See website for guarantee terms and conditions, past performance, not a guarantee of future earnings. So the CDC eviction moratorium is a fascinating situation because... It's showing you who the Democrats really are. It is not legal. It is not constitutional. But they're doing it anyway. Well, you say, Buck, hold on a second. This is the government. The government doesn't just say, we know this is illegal, but we're going to tell you you have to do it anyway. Oh, no, wait. Democrat government does function that way. When the Democrat Party is in charge, turns out that is What ends up happening? Oh, gosh, what a shock. What a surprise. And that's what we see right now. And if you're wondering, I mean, do I actually even have any any way to prove to you that that's what's going on here? Um, I do, because Joe Biden himself has said, has weighed in on this one. I mean, he has declared that he supports the CDC eviction moratorium, but he isn't ignorant of the fact that They shouldn't be doing this because he himself said they don't have the power to do this. 
I mean, here's what he said when he was asked about this. I've been informed the CDC is about to make a judgment as to potential other options. Whether that option will pass constitutional measure with this administration, I can't tell you. I don't know. The bulk of the constitutional scholarship says that it's not likely to pass constitutional muster, but there are several key scholars who think that it may, and it's worth the effort. This is another way of saying, well, we're Democrats, so even when we know what we're doing is unconstitutional and therefore illegal as the government, we do it anyway because we can and we want to. This is the logic of power and nothing else. And this is what you see from the Democrat Party whenever they can. I mean, whenever they can get away with it, this is their approach. When they violate the Constitution about gun rights, for example, about the Second Amendment, their attitude is always, "Okay, sure, maybe we'll eventually lose in court. And maybe it's obvious that that's the case, but we'll put the restrictions in place as long as we can. We will break the law for as long as we can get away with it, because as the government, we don't actually pay any real price for those violations. Ah, you see, this is an Alinskyite abuse of the system to achieve a certain end. And this is how the this is how the Democrats approach everything. Now, they have no principles to protect, and so they have endless latitude for their schemes and machinations. This is what we are up against. I think it's important for everyone to understand that it's a complete and obvious abuse of property rights. Let, let's just start with that. I mean, apparently it doesn't matter what the contract that you signed for an apartment or for a house says. It doesn't matter what state law may be. The CDC, the Fauciites, I know it's Francis Collins who, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Rochelle Walensky who runs the CDC. Collins runs the NIH and somehow Fauci is still the most famous of all these clowns. But they can just say, nope, sorry, you have to eat the losses for a person in your home, not paying a home you own, not paying rent. You have to deal with the the inability to evict them. But you got to keep paying the bank. Oh, the bank will foreclose on you, but you can't evict a renter. You've got to be kidding me. I mean, this is straight up commie style redistribution of wealth. They, they might as well have some kind of land redistribution program like they do in revolutionary societies where they're going to just give all the land to the peasants. You know, there are people who actually rent from owners and sometimes the people renting have more money in the bank, have higher earnings than the owners. In places like New York City, 30 percent of those who are renting properties to other people own fewer than five properties, which means they're not big landlords. And for a lot of people across the country, owning property is a way to try to bring in income for them in retirement. It's something they rely on to pay their bills. They have taken the risk and the, the challenge and the difficulty of being a property owner. And at fair market rate, they rent it out to somebody else in a contract situation. They agree there are rules. And now the CDC comes in and says, sorry, we feel bad for people because COVID's only been going on for 18 months. So, you know, they haven't had enough time to figure out their next move. And you've had landlords that haven't been able to collect rent in over a year. What's supposed to happen to them? Oh, one day maybe they'll get assistance from the government for this. The government is stealing their property. This is it's not even legalized theft because it's unconstitutional. This is just seizure of 
private property by the federal government because Democrats want to feel good about themselves. Democrats want to feel like they care so much. They don't care about the landlords who can't pay their bills. They don't care about the sleepless nights for people who own a house that they can rent out or a part of their own house. Right. People rent out their basement. They rent out the first floor. There's a story actually in the New York Times about a woman who was renting to someone who spits on her, who throws her packages in the garbage, who owes tens of thousands of dollars in rent and utilities from over the last 12 plus months. And because of people like Joe Biden and the little fascist Democrats running around who don't care about the Constitution, this woman who is a like a a nurse assistant or something is unable to do anything about it, cannot evict, cannot kick the person out. What the heck is she supposed to do? Well, what the Democrats would say here is too bad. We have a political imperative to make it seem like we're doing so much to help the downtrodden. And whatever that means for Democrats at any moment in time, that's more important than whatever constitutional protections actually exist or should exist in this country. And now as a special treat on the podcast, we are joined by a fierce warrior for liberty. And if you follow his Twitter account, you know what I'm talking about. Our friend Sean Davis, who is co-founder of The Federalist, go to thefederalist.com. He writes there, but also follow him on Twitter if you want to see him crush and own libs like it's going out of style. Sean, great to have you. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. So first off, I I was just talking about the eviction moratorium. Uh, To me, this is just uh, this is lawlessness when they extend when they when the when the federal government says we can't do something and then the CDC is like, well, we're just going to do it. And then the federal government goes along with it. That's that's like the definition of unconstitutional lawlessness. I actually think that's probably being too generous. Um, What this is, is actually the nationalization of rental housing stock. And if you look at what CDC has done, they have gone into statute and read into something that's not there saying, hey, we have the authority to not only ban you from evicting people, but to create criminal uh, penalties, including jail and fines if if you uh, if you go and evict someone who hasn't paid rent a year. But when you look at the actual underlying statute that for what the authority that CDC has to do with this, it is limited entirely to, hey, if there's this area that is having like a massive uh, outbreak of something, like if there's a particular home or building where there's some nasty infectious disease, you're allowed to go in there and fumigate and clean it up and do remediation. That's it. That is the entire statutory legal authority for CDC to have anything to do with private property has to do with going in there and fumigating where there have been horrific disease outbreaks. That's not the issue here. They're not going into fumigate. They're not going into remediate. They're not going into clean up with the assistance of local authorities. This is just straight up saying if you own a home and you're renting it, um, we're now giving that home to renters who haven't paid you rent. There are these crazy stories that are popping up now. People are starting to finally hear about them, read about them of people who they're they're not destitute. They're not bankrupt. They just know I can't get kicked out. I get I get a year of free rent. I mean, the backlog in cases in some of the the courts that deal in a tenant court is going to take years to clear. So people figure, okay, so I've got free rent. And if the landlord says anything about it, 
I'm going to literally spit in their faces. That was in the New York Times because they can't do anything. They can't get rid of me. Well, what needs to happen here is we need to have local law enforcement just ignore the CDC because I'm telling you, the CDC ain't hauling every single sheriff in America into court uh, for, <clears throat> for ignoring their lawless uh, nationalization of, of rental housing because it's not the CDC or the federal government that goes and actually enforces evictions. It's your local sheriff, usually. Um, when you uh, own property and you have a renter who's not doing what they're supposed to, there's a whole bunch of steps you have to go through, and it's different in every city and every county and every state. You go through that process, and you eventually get to the point where uh, a court will say, yep, uh, I'm sending in the sheriff to do this. It, it's time for local judges and local sheriffs to say, we're done with this, CDC. You've ruined all of our lives for a year. You destroy the economy uh, because of a virus that you helped create by funding a communist Chinese uh, infection lab where they are going to go and take diseases that weren't infectious to humans and, and make them infectious to humans. Um, we're done with that. We're done with you. You can all go take a hike. That's what needs to happen now um, because you simply cannot have a lawless administration go out and nationalize housing. This is the literal nationalization of housing. They said, you don't get to own your property anymore. We now control all, all of it. Uh, have fun in court. We're going to get back to Sean here in a second and talk about his nightmarish situation on American Airlines and how this also, I think, is reflective of what's going on with the uh, slow restart of the economy at, at full level and, and all the, the problems that come from the central planning of the government involving itself in this stuff. But first, Allegiance Flag Supply is an incredible company. They've got American flags that are getting made here in the U.S., and they're such higher quality. You know, the flag that you've got might get tangled, mildewed, torn, or shredded after just a few months. Well, that's why Allegiance Flag Supply searched high and low for a better flag, and they wanted to make it here in the U.S. Made in the U.S. is the bedrock and foundation of their business. The American flag should be made here, right? And it should be made with the highest quality American source materials. It's much easier to import cheap stuff from China, but shouldn't your American flag be made here in the U.S. and be part of saving seamstresses' jobs? Well, that's where Allegiance Flag Supply comes in. All of it is made here in America, and it goes to support American seamstresses. And the quality of the craftsmanship, I've got an Allegiance flag at home. So do my parents at their home, is first rate. It's made with 200 denier nylon, and it's all made here in the USA. Strong and durable, but lightweight enough to fly nicely in a breeze. The small details really matter at Allegiance Flag Supply. Get it in time for Labor Day. Use promo code BUCK for 10% off. Go to showallegiance.com, okay? Showallegiance.com. Use promo code BUCK for 10% off your order. Get one in time for Labor Day. I'm telling you, it's a beautiful flag made here in the USA. Show your patriotism. Showallegiance.com is the website. Make sure you use promo code BUCK for 10% off. Back here now with our friend Sean Davis. Sean, your Twitter thread on American Airlines is now the stuff of legend. Tell the folks about the nightmare you went through and what happened. So I'll just start out with the fact that American Airlines is trash. It's a trash company. It doesn't care about you or your stuff or your family or your flights. And I know this because I was stranded at uh, Dallas Fort Worth Airport for two days had a simple flight, was going to meet my family, and uh, I had one flight delayed, another flight delayed. Those flights ended up getting canceled. I ended up having to get rebooked to a completely different location, had to cancel my whole trip. 
that first flight got canceled. Second flight got canceled, got stranded at DFW overnight. The whole day, I could see the writing on the wall. I knew what was happening. I knew I was stuck. So I said, hey, can you give me my, my checked baggage? And they said, nah, we're not going to do that. So uh, get stranded at DFW overnight, no hotel voucher, no food voucher. They wouldn't even give me a toiletry kit um, you know, to brush my teeth because they had my checked luggage. Um, so the next day, get ready. They, they book me on a new flight. I'm getting ready to go home, even though my trip was canceled. They cancel that flight. I get another flight rebooked. They cancel that flight. I go to a, uh, a customer service area, which was in Concourse A of DFW. There were no American Airlines people staffing the desk. I eventually just had to get an Uber, have them take me to Dallas Love, which is Southwest Hub. I had to pay Southwest out of my own pocket to get myself home. And so we are now four days from when my ordeal started. I still don't have my luggage. My luggage is uh, sitting in another airport, not where I wanted to go. It's been sitting there for over 24 hours. I can't get a human on the phone. I'm kind of just assuming I'm never seeing my luggage ever again. So thanks, American Airlines, for being the worst company ever. What caused all this? I'm just curious because, you know, t- today there's there's uh, news about how the hiring U.S. companies hired 330,000 workers in July. They thought it would be more like 650,000 based on the projections. Uh, is this part of the they just can't get staffing for the flights problem? What's going on? So they, they blamed it on weather on, uh, gosh, Sunday, which, yeah, it rained a little, but it kind of rains everywhere every day. You don't have four days of backups because of a couple hours of rain. And, and I'll tell you what I think is going on from what I've heard from from people I've talked to who work in American or fly there. There's a bit of a labor dispute going on between the union and management and the uh, staff, I believe, crews and pilots are doing a non-strike strike where they're just not showing up to work. Um, so I think what's happening is you have Delta booking on people on flights that don't exist um, and just or excuse me, American Airlines um, booking people on flights that don't exist and delaying them and delaying them, you know, hour after hour after hour, hoping there will be some weather so that they can then cancel all of the fake flights they stacked up and avoid having to reimburse you for your flight. So the flight that I did, never even got to get on because it was canceled five times. American hasn't even reached out to me to say, hey, we'd like to give you a refund for stealing your luggage and not flying you anywhere. Um, And the reason I think this is uh, one of my canceled flights got to the gate several hours early. What else was I doing? And there was never a plane there. Uh, You looked up the, the data and the details for the particular flight. There was no inbound flight. So that's that's kind of weird. You figure, oh, it must be starting here. But I sat at that gate for hours. There was never a plane at the gate. There was never a crew at the gate. There was never a gate agent at the gate. And then shortly after the flight was supposed to be departing, there was an announcement on the loudspeaker. Oh, yeah, your flight's canceled. Uh, Go get in line over at this place where we don't even have people staffed. Or you can call our our help desk and uh, we'll tell you that the lines are full. We'll call you back after four hours and then we'll never actually. Are are you still as I'm talking to you now, are you still on hold with American Airlines? Yes, I'm on hold on the other line. I I have been on hold with them for like two hours now trying to figure out why they won't just put my bag on a plane so I can get it back. So, yeah, I'm simultaneously talking to you, Buck, and on hold with American Airlines. Unbelievable, man. I, I thought I thought Spirit Airlines was bad, but at least with Spirit Airlines, you sort of expect that you're going to get, you know, a, uh, a kick in the face. Um, but with American, I guess it could be pretty rough, too. I don't know, man. I just I feel like everybody could sympathize with 
air, airline nightmares. And I always tell people, if you want, what, what, does una, what does unaccountable authoritarian government feel like? It feels like getting screwed over by the airlines, but it's every day. That's my theory. No, I think you're exactly right. And, and I'll actually say something in defense of spirit. Yeah, they're going to treat you like garbage, but at least you're probably going to get to witness like a, a, a mid-tier UFC or MMA fight on the flight. On the flight, So like you'll at least get some sort of entertainment when the passengers end up brawling with each other, or end up brawling with the staff. I don't, um, I don't think that's going to get us a Spirit Airlines sponsorship here, Sean, but I do appreciate the thought. <laughs> I appreciate it, buddy. Sean Davis, thefederalist.com. Go check it out. Sean's a co-founder. He writes great stuff there. Mr. Davis, we'll have you back soon, buddy. Thanks so much. Thanks, brother. Take care. Oh, man, I got to tell you, yeah, my, my Spirit Airlines experience was um, as expected with the uh, mask the mask mandate madness and kicking people off the flight. But I think I'm flying spirit again soon. So, you know, that's a thing. I didn't get a chance to talk to you yesterday about Governor Cuomo and Governor Cuomo is out there and he's very upset. Why is Governor Cuomo upset? Because people are saying things about him. They're saying that he's weird, that he is inappropriate, that maybe he even is a harasser or an abuser. And what you have to remember from Cuomo is that he is a narcissistic sociopath and simply does not care what anybody is going to say about him. He is going to stay as your governor. And in order to achieve that end state, in order to achieve that situation, he is willing to create a montage of him grabbing and smooching people. That's right, a smooch collage from the governor. Here is what it sounded like yesterday. I do it with everyone, black and white, young and old, straight and LGBTQ, powerful people, friends, strangers, People who I meet on the street. I have a habit of going with up everyone. to randoms and just giving them a big smooch. I grab their face and I give them a big, a big wet kiss on the cheek. What's wrong with a big wet kiss on the cheek from your governor? Now, I know people are saying, oh, but, but Biden said he should resign. But Biden said he's going to go. He's not going anywhere, folks. He's not going anywhere. It's just not going to happen. Um, now, maybe the Democrats in the legislature will make some noise and even go go through some basic, you know, some basic stuff about how they're going to remove him. But they're never going to get there. They'll set the the first meeting about the removal of Cuomo. This is the state legislature in New York. They'll set the meeting for, you know, many, many months from now. And then many, many months after that, they'll have a hearing and they'll just drag and delay. But the Democrats coming out now with their big, strong statements of, oh, we really we really disagree with what Cuomo did. He's a bad man. We disagree. He should. They're not going to do anything. They don't care. They just don't care. Uh, This is about power. The Democrats have no interest one way or the other when it comes to Cuomo being a good guy or anything else. They just want somebody who is in charge. They want somebody who is doing their bidding. 
And that's what really matters to them. So just remember, that's why Cuomo's not going anywhere. I am quite confident that my friend Joe Borelli, the councilman from uh, city councilman from Staten Island, is going to be buying me a plate of a pasta with the truffles and all the, the most delicious sauce on the pasta. Because we have a bet that he's going to have to take me out for the fanciest Italian dinner in Staten Island if Cuomo manages to make it through his term. And I, I, can, already, I can already taste the risotto and the, the Villa Milanese, although I have to find gluten-free breading for my Villa Milanese. That's a whole other thing. Just take a break from that for a moment. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation carries forward a legacy of courage and heroism. To mark 20 years, Tunnel to Towers is gifting America's heroes and their families 200 mortgage-free homes. To honor the fallen, Chairman and CEO Frank Siller walks more than 500 miles through six states in 42 days from the Pentagon to Shanksville, culminating at Ground Zero on 9-11. Towers of Light return to the Pentagon and Shanksville memorials in remembrance, and for the first time, those we lost to 9-11-related illnesses are being honored at a ceremony on September 12th. On Veterans Day, another first, the soldiers we lost in the war on terror are having their names read aloud. The words never forget require action. Do good and take action now. Donate $11 a month, just $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. T2T.org, Tunnel to Towers Foundation, does amazing work. We can never forget those who have paid the ultimate price for this country. T2T.org. So de Blasio has his whole, uh, you know, mask, I'm sorry, vaccine fascism thing going on here biden of course is is backing him up but first let's let's get to de blasio's um, version of events on this one i mean this is a guy who honestly drives me completely insane because he's such an incompetent moron here he is the delta variant has changed the game unless we want to run the risk of going back to restrictions and having our freedom taken away and people losing their jobs again it's really clear what we have to do. People have to get vaccinated. And, and we had a long period where it was voluntary. There was incentives. It was compassionate and kind. But now it's time to get a little blunter about the fact that everyone needs to get vaccinated for the good of their family, their community, their country. And a lot of people, I think, are close to that point, but they needed a little more of a push. The del- oh, they needed a little more of a push, you see. That's how de Blasio is viewing it. Just, just a little push, a little push, a little taste of authoritarianism rammed down your throat, a little taste of it. But, you know, the mayor of Boston um, is disagreeing here. The mayor of Boston, because this is the big question, are you going to have other cities that follow suit here but the acting mayor of Boston has compared this to some pretty interesting. Kim Janey has compared this to, quote, the long history in this country of people needing to show their papers, whether we're talking about about this from the standpoint of, you know, during uh, after during slavery, post slavery, as recently as, you know, the immigrant population has had to go through. So she's basically saying what some conservatives have been saying here all along, which is. This is going to disproportionately affect the minority community in American cities. Uh, this vaccine mandate, which is what it is. It's a vaccine mandate. It's going to disproportionately affect them. And based on the way Democrats always feel about this stuff, shouldn't they be outraged by this? Shouldn't they be furious about the, uh, you know, the disproportionate impact? 
Well, you know, here's Biden on the unvaccinated. Now, I know there's a lot of misinformation out there. So here are the facts. If you're vaccinated, you are highly unlikely to get COVID-19. And even if you do, the chances are you won't show any symptoms. And if you do, they'll most likely be very mild. Vaccinated people almost never are hospitalized with COVID-19. Okay, let's just say I think that's that's true. I don't deny any of that. So then why is it such a big deal? Everyone's had a chance to get vaccinated. Everybody else can live with their decision. That needs to be in a free society. That would be where we are. You either get vaccinated or you don't. And if you don't and you end up in the hospital or worse, you made a choice not to get vaccinated. That's where we are. That is how a free society would react to this. But no, we don't live in a free society anymore. That's what you really see. Is this even a free country? Is this a free country? That's the question you want to ask yourself. When you hear Joe Biden talking about this, you have to wonder because, no, it really doesn't feel like this is a free country. In fact, according to one recent study, 95 percent of of overall COVID-19 hospitalizations are among those not fully vaccinated. And the data shows that virtually all the cases, hospitalizations and deaths due to COVID-19 are from the unvaccinated population. Okay, so we all understand that there are people who are at more risk, right? We all understand this. So then the vac- everyone, the vaccinations are free. Everyone's had a chance to get it. That's it. It should be done, right? We should be at the let it ride phase. Just we do the best we can. People get medical help if they need it. The hospitals are not overwhelmed. That's always a big fear mongering lie they put out there. The hospitals are fine. We have medical capacity for this. But otherwise, we just have the constant harassment and agitation of these petty authoritarians running around like total maniacs. Fortunately, Ron DeSantis is holding the line against this because they're all saying, oh, Florida has so many cases. Florida's having DeSantis is saying, yes, we're having a wave among mostly the unvaccinated, not entirely the unvaccinated. I know some of you are going to point that out to me in the comments, but mostly among the unvaccinated. DeSantis is saying we're going to get through it. We're not shutting down our society. We obviously have some people that are not vaccinated that have been admitted to hospitals. Are you going to sit there? Are you going to sit there and are you going to sit there and criticize? Or are we going to try to treat and try to help the folks? You know, I'm just sick of this judge. I'm sick of the judgment, the, the judgmental stuff um, on some of this stuff. Nobody's trying uh, to, 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 to get ill here. OK, it's a very you can. There's people that were hermits for a year and a half that wore six masks and did that and still contracted it. OK, so so let's just be real here and um, let's just let's not indulge these things that somehow it's their fault uh, for not doing it. Absolutely true. That's why you remember when I got COVID, I was so annoyed. A lot of people said, how'd you get it? And I know they didn't mean it this way necessarily, but I wanted to say, I don't know. How have I gotten the, you know, 30, fl- 30 colds and flu viruses that I've had over the course of my life? Roughly speaking. You know, how did I have no idea. You don't know. But we've been led to believe that there's some kind of a personal culpability in all this. If you get infected, you must have done something. It's not true. People were living, like he said, total hermits, double masking and all the rest of it. Still got sick. Still got sick. Oh, one quick thing. Obama had to uh, scale down his birthday bash. Turns out that it looked a little too hypocritical to have 500 people and 200 staff show up to his $12 million house in Martha's Vineyard while everyone in 
in the Democrat Party and, and all the Democrat media that love Obama are going on TV saying the Delta variant, the Delta variant. Oh, my gosh. So Obama had to scale it down. Now it's just going to be, you know, close friends and family. Turns out that wasn't just an unfair criticism. It was obvious. And then there's uh, The Atlantic, which put out a piece by Juliet Kayyem, whom I, I don't I don't say this to be mean. She might be the stupidest national security analyst. I know her from when I was at CNN. She's an idiot. She doesn't know anything. She just says whatever uh, left wing, you know, left wing soccer moms who watch too much CNN want to hear. And she says that unvaccinated people should be put on the no fly list. And they that was the headline of the piece of the Atlantic. And then they had to change it because people were like, wow. Yeah, let's treat the unvaccinated like terrorists. And then people like me who have had the virus and have a completely sound medical reason for not getting a vaccine they don't need. uh, We say, why exactly am I like a terrorist again? You morons. But the libs are idiots and they don't care. They don't care. That's how it is. We had fun today on the show, didn't we? This show flies by, which reminds me, please tell folks that, you know, share this show past the buck. Tell them about the Buck Sexton Show podcast. This is the pure, unadulterated buck. I'm not uh, having to deal with radio breaks. Uh, I I don't have anyone else here. It's just me. So if you want to hear what I'm thinking about the day, and also, of course, we'll get into roll call on Friday. This is the place to be. This is where the Freedom Hut endures and continues and grows. So thanks, as always, for joining me. Back with you tomorrow. Shields high.